Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, AKA Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Pascal Darian. He's the CEO of the nonprofit Migraine Ireland and is an avid athlete. I have Ed Samuel. He is a career coach at Sam Nova, where he helps mid to senior level leaders get to a better place, whether they are working or in transition. And I have Joey Robert Parks. He is a 32 book author and ghost writer and a da Vinci of writing. He can write any style, genre or topic and make it sound natural, like he's been an expert in it for decades. The topic today, I read this, sometimes there are no important benefits to doing a task beyond the basic acceptable level. Pascal, what do you think? So as opposed to trying to think about, is it okay if I do something average, I'm trying to think, you. Is it okay if I'm the guy or the girl on the other side? I came across recently a couple of activities where I was expecting a very decent level of engagement and commitment mm. from the individual I was talking to. And basically what I got was mediocrity. And I think if you do something, I think you have to do it really, really, really well. Or actually you don't do it. I may sound binary here, mm. but I think unless it's a highly transactional task, but if there's something that does require your input, uh, the very reason why you, we require your input is because you're going to provide some value to it. If you do a mediocre job, uh, I think the relationship is uh, flawed and think that that's not going to work. Uh, so it's a lost opportunity as far as I'm concerned. So I, I was thinking more as a recipient rather than actually the doer, mm -hmm. the giver. Mm -hmm. Joey? Yeah, I was thinking uh, it, it depends on how benefits for who. <laughs> right. Mm. Uh, and then also uh, perfectionism uh, is part of it going beyond a level. Uh, it comes down to it uh, kind of along the lines of what Pascal saying about communicating between you and the other person, uh, what the deliverables are, what the expectation levels are mm. really the, what's the expectation level. Uh, sometime assuming that the task is the level, like go do this thing, but you didn't say how well you're going to do that thing. It's kind of expected that you're going to do it at the highest level you can. I think it comes down to, and the benefits, I mean, also benefits for who, right? I mean, uh, it's easy to think of client level, but even uh, among uh, friends, I think that happens a lot when you have friends help each other and they go, hey, I want to do this project. And they don't really define what they're expecting. Perhaps. Ed, what were your thoughts? Oh, a couple of thoughts. Uh, one is it, going back to what's the situation at the moment. And I think about the uh, the situation where, hey, time's of the essence and I'm short on time. Person needs some feedback and I can make a judgment to say, well, I'm going to wait till next Tuesday and do it really, really well. But the train's leaving the station at eight o'clock. I got to say something. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful that if, if I'm worried about making it too perfect or such high quality response when the trains left the station, it really doesn't matter then because next mm -hmm. Wednesday was too late. So some of it has to do with the situation at the moment and how urgent somebody needs something and how quick I'm going to give a response. Mm -hmm. And if I have time, my tendency will be the errand of doing something in a quality way. And if I'm dealing with family, maybe I'm a little bit shorter and less concerned, but if I'm dealing with a client, whole different matter. And, uh, and the quality of what you do matters a lot. And just one last point, early on in my practice, if I sent a proposal to someone and there was spelling error in the proposal, I, I've had a couple of clients not hire me mm. saying, hey, if that's what you do for a proposal, then I'm not interested in you working with me uh, on something else. I think the thing about this that's 
it, the part that's important is there are no important benefits. And here's the example that always comes up for me whenever I talk about perfection versus good enough. When I was in college, I took a biology class and 100% in that biology class was 1,000 points. I ended up with 990, 989 points, I think is what I ended up with. So short by like 11. With the curve, an A in that class was 750. So all of the work that I did for those extra, you know, 250 points was pointless. Like there was absolutely no benefit to it whatsoever. I could have spent that time studying somewhere else. Now, I didn't know that until at the end, he put the curve up and it was a curve like this and then a big empty space and then my little blip in his curve. But the, I think the thing that matters is what are the important benefits? And to your point, Pascal, important to whom? And I was actually not, I was thinking about where you get your morning coffee. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you get your morning coffee with a smile and a quick chat, you may come back. So you may get your morning coffee with no smile and no chat. You're still going to get your coffee and your coffee is going to be delicious, mm -hmm. but I may not come back. Right. So I, I think it's, you cannot do your best, but I think when there's intent, at least, to me, that's so different. So you cannot be perfect and, and be your best every day, 24 seven, it's not gonna happen. But if there's an intent, I think it makes a huge difference. And then people sense it. As Ed was saying, maybe he had a low day or it was an off day and his proposal was a bit meh. Mm -hmm. uh, and it may be perfectly acceptable that it would be, the delivery would have been extraordinary, but Oh no, it was just a component. So I think the task, and it's pretty unfair, I think, but anything we do, mm. it's subject to scrutiny, either actively or non-actively. There's some bias and unconscious bias that's starting to be built when you interact with people. Uh, so I know my morning coffee where I, I am, the guys are super. There's no reason why I can go and get the coffee elsewhere when actually it's cheaper. Those mm. guys are super. And actually I don't even have to, Ask what I want at this stage. Everything is ready almost, which is great. But you would have a chat and whatever, and they know I'm diabetic and they know this and they know that and they, you know, they don't push. It, it, it's different, but it's highly transactional. It's just a coffee, but they mm -hmm. do their best. Mm -hmm. and I had a, I, I did a proposal yesterday for a potential client. And uh, I, when I quoted him the turnaround time, I said like, I don't know, three or four months. And he said, oh, that fast. And my first thought was, uh-oh, he thinks I'm rushing through it. He thinks I'm, you know, blowing through it. And I was like, and I'm, I'm just now, just now realizing that I was in like sort of, oh crap mode for 20 mm. minutes on the Zoom call. And I, I was like, oh, that's, oh no, he thinks that. And if I'd have been aware of that consciously, I could have addressed that mm. immediately. Mm -hmm. I wonder how mm. that came off. I guess I'll find out. Oh, sometimes I, it's the little things too, right? If, if you're, this morning I got I, I sent it I sent a text message to someone who left me a really nice voicemail yesterday. I said, hey, thank you so much for that voicemail. It meant a lot to me. And she sent me a note back. And it was just she typed thanking wrong. And then immediately she sent a note. Sorry, fat fingers. Love you. Bye. Now I would just argue some people would never send you a note back, fat fingers. They would just say, you know what I meant. I, I spelled a letter wrong. You know, what's the big deal? Mm -hmm. So some of it comes down to something as simple as that. Of who are you? What do, what do you really care about in terms of the quality of how you do the little things, let alone yeah. the medium things, let alone the big things, right? Yeah. Let mm -hmm. alone how you engage clients. So I, I think it's really interesting. Uh, so I was thinking you know, also because in isolation, one task may not necessarily be a problem. But then if it becomes a disappointment, if mm -hmm. it's acceptable for one, it's acceptable for many. 
And then you end up having an organization that's going through the motions. Mm. And then there's no ambition. And then there's mm -hmm. nothing. And then it becomes stale. Mm. And it, mediocrity does show is ugly head as well. So in isolation, you may say, ah, it's not important, just one task. But as part of a larger ecosystem, if, that's, if it's acceptable for one, you could do it for two or three or four or five or six or seven. Mm. And then in the end, that's not the best version of yourself. Hmm. It's interesting. I was on a call recently with someone who was, who was taking notes and creating a diagram live on the call. Like you could see it happening and he left a lot of typos in it. And I was, I noticed them, which I'm dyslexic. So for me to notice a typo, it has to be pretty bad. And I remember thinking I would never be able to do that and kind of contemplating what does that say that I wouldn't and he does and whatever. But later I got a, the cleaned up version proposal from him and it's perfect. It's flawless. There's nothing wrong with it. So in the moment, how important was it that those typos not be there other than that they were distracting if in the end, the finished product was fine? Yeah. Uh, it just leaves you that moment of uncertainty between you know, seeing it the first time and then seeing it the second time. If you'd been a client situation where you, that would put you in that uncertain period for a while, mm -hmm. then let's say you got the job. The person would have to say, well, I guess they're just, anyway, yeah, it creates a, a moment of concern for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How much is it worth it not having that? And the thing that we're kind of grappling with is being held to the standard of perfection. Like your proposal should have no typos in it. Right. And then how important is it to make sure it's at perfection before you send it? And that that's the thing that all of us are kind of like, well, yes. And priorities. I think that's the challenge. Yeah. But that's our 10 minutes. So I'm going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon. Thank you.